With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome to the Basket Buds edition of the Athletic NBA Show. I am your temporary host, Dave DeFore, filling in for Zach Harper. We got Trevon Edwards. We got Jay King. What's up, guys? It's mid-September. We're all looking ahead to training camp. Trey met Victor Wimbanyama, apparently. And what, what, <laughs> what do you have to report there? <laughs> He's tall. This kid is very, very limber, bro. <laughs> like that's a, that's the best thing I can potentially say. I was at a Nike World Festival. They pulled out all the stops. You know, day one they had Ron Harper and Scottie Pippen sitting next to each other. Jason Kidd was there. Uh, you know, it, it was an interesting bunch. And then you come back the next day. You got Dirk. You got Mikael Bridges. You got Devin Booker. You got. Uh, I mean, uh, the Josh preseason Giddy, press cycle Chet, is already Chet starting. Where we're at, yeah, yeah. You know, what I mean, not the speculations of any recruitment or anything like that, but just flexing their muscle of how much elite talent that they have. And Victor Wembanyama, how you say it? Is that how you say Wimbenyama. it? Wembanyama, Wembanyama, I got to learn this. Wembanyama, <laughs> okay, because I normally just say Wimby, and I yeah. don't want those xenophobia. We want to learn his name before we get kicking and rocking. Um, yeah, this kid has just made me look like an ant. And I posted a picture on social media because uh, him and Ja were the special coaches for one of the teams. And Ja looked 5'4", five, 5'8". Five, and I'm just like, wow, this dude is a lot. He's a lot. He's a total stretch of a human. And then someone took a picture of his Air Force Ones. I think it was Jock Slate. And I'm like, these look like display maker <laughs> sneakers. <laughs> like... This kid, man, and it should be interesting, though. Um, yeah. Spurs got him one. Sure. Uh, one of a kind. Um, mm-hmm. it, one of the funniest things about this whole Victor Wimbayama thing is the folks who make NBA 2K saying that he literally is breaking the game, which is, I mean, is kind of a funny thing because that's what we sort of expect when he actually starts playing in the NBA. Uh, but I want to jump into the show. A little bit of news. The NBA Board of Governors is attacking a scourge that has been wreaking havoc on NBA fans for years. There is now, Jay, and I know you love this, a new star rest policy for the NBA, but very specifically aimed at stars, Jay. They they have to play games. Uh, the league has defined a star as someone who has made an all-star or all-NBA all in the last three seasons. And the policy says that the star players have to be available for national television and in-season tournament games. They have to maintain a balance between the number of one-game absences for the star players on the road and at home with a preference for the absences occurring at home. Is this going to solve load management? No. 
No. This is just more the league messaging to teams and to fans that they recognize the problem, that they realize it is a big problem, and that they're going to do what they can to curb it somewhat. Obviously, load management is, like, scientifically, teams have leaned into it to keep their stars fresher, to try to maximize their ability to be at their peak during the playoffs. And so I don't think that's going to go away. But the league, like last year, just when when there was a big game, you could never know that both teams were going to play their stars. It used to be when there was a marquee matchup, you knew this is going to be a great game. Both teams are going to be close to full strength. If someone's out, it's because they're really hurt. And last year, it was like just a joke, kind of. And so I don't think this will curb everything. I don't think it will stop. Like, you can still rest one guy. So, and it, it wasn't like teams were typically just sitting everybody all at the same time. I right. feel like they normally stagger this anyway. So, so I don't think this will get rid of the issue entirely. But it's good that the league notices this is an enormous problem. And I think maybe the steps that they've taken will start to twist it back in the other direction because I think load management last year just got out of control to a point where it really, really irritated not just the casual fans who want to see the big names, but but people like me who watch the NBA regularly. I, I was turned off by the amount that stars sat last year. Yeah. Well, Trey, you understand branding and advertising and all of that stuff much better than Jay or I. That's really what this is about, right? It's about the TV deal. It's about the NBA, you know, trying to break the, I guess, the reputation that their players just don't play. And, and, and these regular season games, you know, it's a daily TV product that they're trying to sell. I'm assuming that's the target of this, right? It is to make sure that advertisers and all these big streamers like Apple and Amazon and, you know, maybe NBC wants to get back into the basketball business that they know, hey, on a random Thursday night, when you when you've paid this big money for the marquee matchup of the week, you're going to get the star players. In the words of Young Thug, business is business, right? At the end of the day, people pay their hard-earned money to come see these players play, right? And everybody likes to use the Michael Jordan quote, like, imagine if one kid, they always wanted to see me play. But also, I got guaranteed money. So this is not the NFL. It's not one of those like I got to really hustle or make this really shake to get all of my money. These guys could, be, you know, I don't feel like playing tonight. Oh, I had too much to drink the other night. Uh, my stomach's not feeling too great. I'm not going to push through just for that little kid that came, you know what I mean, from travel 2,000 miles. Not saying that they don't care about the average fan, but at the end of the day, it's not up on the priority list. If I'm just not up to it, I'm not up to it. It's just a random game in Denver. It's just a random game in Minnesota. Who cares? You know what I mean? And good for the league to try. I'm going to, that's the key word, try. Because we don't know if this is going to actually work. You know what I mean? Because it's still a lot of loopholes for guys like LeBron. You know what I mean? Jamal Murray has never made the All-Star game. He's excluded. You got to think about uh, who else? 
I'm trying to think that I can that that doesn't cross my mind. But at the end of the day, Victor Wimben, you know what Victor, I mean? Like Victor Wimbenyama is is yeah. going to be a guy who he for sure is going to rest a bunch. I mean, Wimbenyama is part of the definitely going to rest. He's definitely going to rest. So we're not in the clear. We're not going to be like, oh, I can't wait for this matchup. I mean, we're going to get some bad stinky games, and you know, over the past couple of years, we've stayed up on the East Coast and watched these games, and we did daily ding, and we're like, whoo. This is going to be a rough one. This is a Tuesday and there's no stars playing. You know what I mean? So you really have to think that good on the league and Adam Silver and them to try to make some type of adjustment to twist some arms and, and make it competitive. But we got a lot of changes and a lot of uh, uphill battle to, to, to look at. You know what I mean? Players are getting older and their bodies are breaking down more than they would expect. And the interesting case would, you know, technically be this would, you know, uh, I don't think it hurts LeBron James or something like that, or maybe a Kevin Durant. So, well, okay. So, one of the situations that we could see right off the bat is that, you know, this is supposed to stop the star player getting shut down. I mean, you know, Damian Lillard, still a, a member of the Portland Trailblazers for now, he got shut down last season. If he's coming into this season as a member of that team, theoretically, I mean, the fines would just start adding up immediately. For the for the Blazers, I guess maybe I think just for the Blazers, um, there's just no way that they can now come into the season with him, right? Because they're not going to ask him to play when he's on the trade block. So I, I mean, we, this is something Jay. We might see this like right off the bat come into play. And what about the James Harden stuff in Philly? If he's not going to want to play games, probably right away, and. Joel Embiid isn't going to play all 82. So what happens when he sits? What happens when when you rest Joel Embiid? Now you're facing major fines if if Harden's out. So I think just sets up dynamics where it's just going to be interesting how teams kind of strategize to to go against this. Um, I think the bigger thing though, the thing that will force guys to do more often and will eventually have an impact on on this more more so. Is a 65 game limit to to make All NBA and the awards to qualify for that? Because I think that's something that means a lot to guys. That's something that when you look back 15, 20 years from now, you're gonna notice the All NBA teams. You're gonna notice the awards. You're gonna notice all that stuff. And and so legacy wise, like it's going to be important to guys to get to that 65 game. Now, not everyone will be incentivized by that but i think there are a lot of guys that haven't played that much recently who will want to get at least to that barrier this episode is brought to you by Michelob ultra the official beer sponsor of the nba want to get closer to the game than ever before Michelob ultra courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive nba prizes and experiences like official gear courtside seats to an nba game and more head over to michelobultra.com courtside to learn more Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service that you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Well, uh, guys, another week and another Giannis interview where 
he kind of puts the pressure on the organization. Uh, he joined a podcast that is, you know, this is what people do. They uh, Ross Geiger, who left the Bucks organization, who's pretty close with Giannis, has started a podcast, and Giannis was a guest on the on the show and reiterated his commitment to winning and how he wants to see the Milwaukee Bucks uh, basically build a contender around him. Although it's funny to say that. They just won a title not that long ago. And I think that if they had been healthy the last couple of seasons, they're in the mix for the finals. But you're coming into a year where you have a, a new head coach. You got a lot of question marks, an older roster. You know, what's Chris Middleton going to look like? What's 36-year-old Brooke Lopez going to look like? How healthy is Drew Holiday going to be? Should the Milwaukee Bucks be worried that Giannis is going to just ask out? Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> he, he, he has let the world know that they should be worried. He is talking, and he's never done this before. He's always been right. the type of guy who's maybe more so than anyone in this era, kind of just gone with the flow, stuck with the franchise, always stood up for the Bucks, and just been... I don't want to say the word loyal, but he, he's he's always been a pretty low-maintenance superstar. And now he's letting the world know, you're going to need to do a little better with this roster around me. And I, I'm sure it has a lot to do with the first-round exit to Miami. I'm sure that was just kind of changed the way he looks at things. Now his coach, Mike Boonholzer, is gone. The ownership has changed. So a lot of the people, a lot of the forces that he was loyal to have, have just kind of been overturned. I think there's pressure on them and maybe he's just trying to put more pressure on them to, to make moves. But if I were him, I'd be sitting there thinking this supporting cast is getting old and it's getting creaky and yeah, they'll have a chance to win this year, maybe next year. But beyond that, they're going to have to radically change the supporting cast around him because it's, I mean, Brooke Lopez is, is getting old. Chris Middleton is, is a little older. Drew Holiday getting up there. And and beyond that, it's like Jay Crowder, Joe Ingles, the, the, the additions that they've made recently, a lot of them are just creakier and and not necessarily going to be impacting that team two years from now. I mean, Trey, they just don't have that many athletes right like they don't they don't have the sort of athleticism that that it takes to you know create plays on defense that that trigger easy offense mm -hmm. i just don't and i don't think they've got any of those guys on the roster i mean marshawn bochamp might be an option but you're talking about a second year guy i love bochamp way yeah more he's than great I but he didn't play a lot last year you know this is like and this is this is not a team that can be developing guys while trying to win and uh, and Trey, like I said, got a new coach. It's going to be a new identity. We don't even know what they're going to play like yet. Yeah, I mean, like Jay said, definitely need to be uh, cautious about losing their potential star. But um, I wouldn't hit the panic button yet. I think they'll do everything in their power to enhance this roster. And that'll be up to Giannis to feel that it's up to par or that he needs to take the next step and whatever it takes to achieve. That's why... I dislike when players say, I'm never leaving this city. I love this city. And it's like, no, it comes with the territory of being a superstar. 
You know what I mean? Sometimes you got to fire your coach. Sometimes you got to make a big decision to move on and go and do what you need to do. And that, that, like I said, fans don't love it, but it's the game. It comes with the territory. That's why we're dealing with the the James Harden situation. We're dealing with the Damian Lillard situation. The only difference, also, I know uh, we mentioned that James Harden wouldn't come to camp. James Harden's never missed camp as far as, like, I don't want to be here. He'll be there, but he's going to truck it. Damian Lillard, it's a different situation because that's a holdout. You know what I mean? Right. We're gonna get. You know what I mean? That's that's a different thing where we verbally heard that he potentially might not show up if he's right. not, you know, going to the team that he wants. James Harden to get there, but you're gonna be like, is he out of shape? Does he really? He's going to raise our question: as is he prepared to play this season? You know what I mean? And then hoping that they move him out of lack of inactivity or focus or et cetera, and 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 that's the way out. Um, but yeah, I mean, Giannis is going to be a professional about this and try to handle it the best way possible. Um, and he's being very vocal as he's been here about what he wants and how he wants, and you know. Signing his brother not gonna be the not not gonna be the uh the the the, the band aid anymore. You know what I'm saying? Like right. he's looking at he's looking at teams get better. He's looking at you know these teams make these these bold chances, and he's like, why not us? So again, Milwaukee Bucks, they got they got some you know they got to go look at their whiteboard and see who's actually attainable and who they want to move. Because also Drew Holiday actually hinted off that he may be retiring 24-25. So these are different things that you got to raise your eyebrow. Chris Middleton. Not at the best health, but still can, you know what I mean? Still could be an all-star and supporting cast, but that's not enough for these teams that are getting better in the Eastern Conference. Yeah, and uh, so he's going to be, Giannis is going to be extension eligible uh, here in the next few weeks, but it's unlikely that he's going to sign this extension. I mean, number one, this is, you know, superstars, they want to have leverage. Um, you want to have options. You never know. I mean, what if what if this whole thing blows up? You know, if, if Drew Holiday gets hurt, I don't think they have enough, right? If Chris Middleton is hurt again, I don't think they have enough. And you take a look and Giannis has two years left on his contract before a player option uh, ahead of the 25-26 season. And it's crazy to think this, guys, but let me know what you think. I mean, if things start falling apart for the Bucks, would they maybe be looking to move Giannis on their own like next summer, whether he asked or not? Like if you feel like, okay, you just, can't. We don't you have can't. the tools in our tool chest, but how is he going to stick around for a rebuild? You know what I mean? If he's going to be a free agent after the 24-25 season. And you, you, we just talked about how old this team is already. We're talking another year. You can't lose him for nothing if you're Milwaukee. Do yeah, you, but you entertain we, the idea everything, at all? Everything we've seen historically – suggest that when you have that type of player it doesn't matter if the messaging is he could leave doesn't matter if there's a pretty good chance that he's gone you keep him and try to make it work and figure out the rest later and if he leaves he leaves like you're not going to get another Giannis that's just not realistic he's a generational type of talent and when you have him you just try to make it work and so I think they have and look We'd be talking totally differently about the Bucks if the playoffs had gone differently. Like they had a great regular season. Their defense was amazing. They were near the top of the league all year long in every stat that usually matters. And 
And so, yes, and and part of the reason they lost was because Giannis got hurt during that series and missed time and came back and probably wasn't at 100%. So the discussion would be totally different. And maybe Giannis's thought process would be totally different. But that did happen. And that's the type of loss that that has just ramifications. And, and clearly it's impacted the way he's thinking going forward. And they, they just have work. They have to prove it. And they have to prove it with a new coach, a new staff. They have to prove it to Giannis that that they're on the right path because they have been, and and they've been a a factor in the East in the NBA for for years now. Um, but you can see with this roster just where things could go wrong, and I think that's probably what Giannis is is thinking about when he's making these comments. I just don't know how they improve that. That's the biggest part, right? Like where do they improve aside from health that like, there's not a lot of room for internal improvement outside of Chris Middleton's healthy, Drew Holiday's healthy, Giannis is healthy. And, and I think that, you know, when you're looking at a team that again is getting older, that that's concerning that there is no guy who might just turn it on and contribute. You know, this has been the secret to the Miami heat and their continued success. They always find these guys and they figure it out. And, and and maybe, you know, Adrian Griffin and a new coaching staff, maybe they're going to be better. I don't know. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And part of this, I feel like it's the way they've kind of gone about building the roster. It feels similar to the way the Utah Jazz did it. And that may sound weird, but but just hear me out. When Rudy Gobert was in Utah, they found a market inefficiency by going after guys who couldn't necessarily stay in front of their man. Right. Right. And, and so that allowed them to put together a roster of guys who could all run a pick and roll, who could all shoot, who could all do things. And they just relied on Rudy Gobert to just swat away everything. And the Bucks, their perimeter defenders outside of Drew Holiday just aren't great at staying in front of their man. And that's been OK during the regular season because Giannis and Brooke Lopez are the best shot blocking rim deterrent duo in the entire league. And they built a, a system to maximize that. But I think at the end of the day, they have a lot of guys who aren't great at guarding their own man and keeping guys in front of them. And that has been a huge issue. They're, they're not super switchable. And maybe that changes with the new coaching staff. But I just have questions about the, the guys on the perimeter there, the athleticism that you talked about, Dave. It's just not there. Maybe Bochamp can change that, but I don't have a ton of confidence that it'll help in the short term, and there aren't a lot of prospects on this roster that could really change things. Well, uh, Trey, a little bit of news from your old hometown. The Phoenix Suns are going to be sending out television antennas to any fan that requests one because they're actually doing a novel thing. They're going to put their games on over-the-air television. 
70 Phoenix Suns games are going to be broadcast over the air in the Phoenix area. And Trey, this is, in my opinion, one of the best moves any ownership group has done to try to increase fan engagement and actually access to the games. League pass is expensive and sometimes doesn't even work. And as far as I know, over the air television still out there kicking in HD. Um, This is a great idea, right? Oh, Matt gets it. Best ownership out right now outside of, you know, bomber bomber would do whatever and Cuban can do whatever for his guys. But at the end of the day, like you said, I mean, you've been in Arizona for a little bit too, as well. Um, The fandom wasn't there. They don't show up until they start winning. And that's no disrespect to them. The teams were bad, respectfully. And now that they've got the product since Monty came over and then Monty's out, they got Kevin Durant, they've added Bradley Bill, they've put together, you know what I mean? They've been to the NBA Finals. Phoenix basketball is back, so you have to support that wonderful fan base over there. And, you know, I mean, they've been they've been making all the right moves, you know what I mean? Like, why, why not bring well, I mean, it in he's been busy. There? They've been busy since he took over the team. Jay, yeah. since since Matt Ishbia purchased the Suns, they traded for Kevin Durant. They hired Frank Vogel, traded for Bradley Beal. Obviously, they, they did a bunch of other free agent signings. They brought back a G League team. They're going to put Sean Marion and Amari Stoudemire in the ring of honor. And now they're giving away their, their games for free over the air. I mean, is he the best owner in the NBA right now? He's the craziest, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> he's the one. He's the one who's willing to give up every single asset possible to chase star power. We'll see whether that was a good call. He he's not afraid. He went after Durant and okayed them to okayed them at the very least, commanded them at, at, at potentially, and had them give up everything. Bradley Beal, they were similarly aggressive. And now with the this new TV decision, I, I love the idea of building audience first and seeing what happens from there and changing the Suns brand. I don't know exactly how it'll work out, but I love that he's coming in, taking risks, and seeing what'll happen. And yeah, if they, if they bring back those old starter jackets... That's that's the key to their success. Bring back the that old the pullovers in white. And the old know. jerseys. Got to have the old Suns jerseys back. Yeah, absolutely. Well, uh, I think that's going to do it for this week, folks. For Trevon Edwards and Jay King, I'm Dave DeFore, and this has been the Basket Buds on the Athletic NBA Show.